It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCW in Sitka. Today is Friday, November 6th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. Search has ended free asymptomatic testing for the coronavirus in Sitka and around southeast Alaska. Patients without symptoms can still request a test, but it will cost them and the results may take longer. Sitka's drive through weekend testing started in July and was funded by a grant from the Indian Health Service. The money paid for around 13,000 tests in Southeast and revealed 11 positive cases of COVID-19 in Sitka. Those grant funds are now exhausted. Search spokesperson Megan Bozak says the end of free asymptomatic testing is part of a broader strategy to prioritize tests for those who have symptoms in preparation for a possible spike in cases this winter. Search is revising the testing policies in preparation for what may be coming to our southeast region this winter in terms of the pandemic and also to ensure that we can keep the resulting times, uh, turnaround times, as low as possible. So really limiting the quantity of testing and focusing specifically on patients or individuals that are showcasing symptoms. Sitkins who don't have symptoms will now have to bill their insurance or pay $145 out of pocket if they want to test. Asymptomatic test results may also have a longer turnaround time than symptomatic test results. This won't affect free testing for travelers at the airport, which is offered through a partnership between the state and the city. Regular testing will also continue for frontline healthcare workers and emergency personnel. Sitkins still have access to free testing if they've had close contact with someone who tested positive or are experiencing symptoms of the coronavirus, such as a sore throat, loss of taste or smell, or shortness of breath. Testing will continue at the tent in front of Mount Edgecombe Medical Center, but people will have to call ahead for an appointment, Bozak says. All testing needs to be scheduled through the COVID hotline. Sitka reported its highest active case count since the start of the pandemic on Tuesday and is operating in the high alert zone. Daily case counts remain high around the state, but outside of Juneau, Southeast continues to have the lowest case rate per capita of any region. Coronavirus cases have been trending upward, and Sitka's healthcare providers are seeing the effects. When the Sitka Unified Command met this week, Search Chief Medical Officer Dr. Elliot Brule said there have been a number of cases at Mount Edgecombe Medical Center, forcing them to shut down visitation at the hospital. We've had Uh, A number of COVID-positive cases in the hospital. We currently have four in the hospital. We currently have uh, two staff members that are positive. We also had a a positive case of a uh, contractor that was coming into town that we identified with testing prior to them actually uh, working. So we've been very diligent with the staff in terms of personal protective equipment and and, uh, safety. The hospital isn't the only organization that's closing off normal public access now that an increase in COVID-19 cases has bumped the city into the high-risk zone. Fire Chief Craig Warren said that the Sitka Fire Department is closed to the public again, and volunteers will conduct limited safety drills outdoors. 
Sitka Tribe of Alaska closed its offices to the public on Wednesday, although the ride, Sitka's only public transit system, will continue operating. The tribe will continue to provide essential services to tribal citizens by appointment. As of Thursday, Sitka's cumulative case count was at 91. Eleven of those cases were considered active. A decision is still pending about whether Sitka schools will transition to remote learning. The number of COVID-19 cases in Sitka has hovered around the threshold for making that transition since a small surge in reported cases appeared at the beginning of November. Two factors may help keep students in the buildings. First, the district has officially changed its case tracking method from date of report to date of test. Superintendent John Holst told the Sitka School Board at its meeting on Wednesday that it made more sense to account for cases from the date of testing since results are inconsistently reported. Second, kids prefer to be in school. This was confirmed by Blatchley Middle School principal Ben White. The number of kids were like, do you really think we're going to go remote on Monday, Mr. White? We, I don't want to go remote. Let's just stay in school. Um, my holiday, again, the fact they were sad, but my holiday is they want to be in school. They want to come in person. They do not want to go remote. Although the adjusted case counting method puts the district below the threshold for closing and going to remote learning, the community of Sitka remains in the red or high-risk alert level. Holst said some parents were concerned that sports and other activities were continuing to meet while Sitka was red. His position on the matter was that those activities could continue under the district's COVID protocols until the buildings were closed. If we have to close, said Holst, everything's closed. Holst added that should all other buildings close, Baranoff Elementary would likely remain open voluntarily for students and staff as remote learning was proving less successful in kindergarten and first grade. The district is expected to make a decision about remote learning in Sitka by the end of the day today. And finally, the school board endorsed the administration's proposal to comply with the governor's travel mandates, which were in effect most of the summer and required two COVID tests seven days apart for people entering Alaska from out of state. The state relaxed those rules on October 16, but some school districts, and now Sitka's, are sticking with the tougher requirements. The school board unanimously supported the idea. Member Blossom Twitchell asked that the district post the travel requirements on its homepage as soon as possible to quell the jitters and anxiety around holiday travel plans for students and staff. Wildlife authorities in Sitka are searching for a brown bear that broke through a fence and killed a large dog Wednesday night. Although the dog's body was recovered, officials believe the attack was predatory and they intend to destroy the bear when it's found. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. By this time of year, brown bears working trash cans on the fringes of town is getting to be almost routine. Even though they're worrisome to residents, the bears are also familiar and sometimes even get nicknames. This latest bear, says Alaska Department of Fish and Game biologist Stephen Bethune, was not one of those familiar bears. This is actually a fairly new bear that we haven't had contact with um, until just the last few days. And, and he was not uh, acting aggressively. He was hitting, he was hitting trash cans and doing the normal, the normal thing. But uh, he, he quickly went from, from kind of a benign bear to, 
obviously a, a, a bear that we're, we're going to try to attempt to kill. The bear tore through a chain link enclosure around midnight on November 4th and killed a 125-pound mixed-breed dog belonging to Georgiana Smith, who immediately informed her Indian River area neighbors of the incident on the Sitka Bear Report Facebook page. Sitka police responded and located the bear that night and fired shots. Following a search the next morning, biologist Bethune doesn't think the bear was hit. He says shooting a bear at night in a residential area is problematic. Finding the bear is one thing. Finding it in a place where you can safely dispatch it without putting homes or people in in harm's way is, is another thing. So kind of things. It's it's difficult situation. Sitka police on October 19th used a shotgun to kill a 550-pound boar on the upper part of Edgecombe Drive after the animal, nicknamed the terrorist, went on a week-long spree breaking fences and chicken coops and rifling trash cans from downtown Sitka all the way out to Cascade Creek Road. Although at least one resident had fired a shot at him, the terrorist had never acted aggressively toward humans, Bethune says he decided to take the animal to ease pressure on Sitka's neighborhoods, which were regularly being visited by a sow with one cub, another sow with two cubs, and a medium-sized boar. The terrorist was also a suspect in the killing of some Sitka dogs last year. Bethune says there's no departmental policy toward the killing of dogs, but he considers it a tipping point. I don't know if we have it at a, any official line on that, but uh, that's a definitely... Um for myself and for the local authorities, uh, a line that bears are not allowed to cross. Even if Bethune troopers and police find this latest animal and destroy it, Sitka's total for the year is relatively low. The Department of Fish and Game reports that 24 brown bears have been killed by non-hunters this year in Haines and Skagway. Another dozen bears have been killed in the Juneau area. Just outside of Sitka in early October, a worker at the Medvigi hatchery shot and killed a problem sow attempting to break into the warehouse where fish food was stored. Bethune later had to go out and destroy her young cubs as well, an event he describes as, quote, my least favorite part of the job. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. The Alaska Department of Labor says it will begin issuing lost wages assistance benefits today. That's the program that promises to pay some unemployed Alaskans an extra $300 per week for up to six weeks. When the state was approved for FEMA funding for the program in September, it said it would take six to eight weeks to implement, but it's taken much longer. The state says the holdup was related to how the funds are required to be distributed. According to the Labor Department, the Lost Wages Assistance Program is separate from the Unemployment Insurance Program, That meant the state needed to build a new and separate system to distribute the additional funds. The state says it took a lot of time to build and test that system. Alaskans who received at least $100 in unemployment benefits from August 1 through September 5 are eligible. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.